What's up, nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. What's that we got right there at the opener, Greg? Who was that? That's Crocus. Crocus. Yeah. Long stick goes boom. We have uh, fallen deeply in love with Crocus in this time that we've been... Uh, getting ready for this episode, I just couldn't get enough of them. I was just listening to them nonstop. Nice, dude. It's about time, man. <laughs> yeah, early on, uh, when I was a youngster, I did miss the Crocus boat. And I'm glad that I went back and uh, got myself a seat. I'm driving <laughs> the boat now. I'm steering this you're, fucking Crocus steer- boat, dude. Nice, dude. I know, because I think I was the one that suggested Crocus to you, and you kind of looked at me like... What? I know nothing about this band. And I says, well, give them a try. I go, you know, Chris, you'll you'll definitely love Crocus. And then the, the two albums that we're doing today, um, Headhunter and uh, The Blitz, mm-hmm. um, are probably their staple albums. And they're just killers from the beginning part of the 80s. Uh, you know, me and Chris love the 80s. So this fits into right of our um, uh, upstream or what we listen to anyways. I'm I'm going to tell you this. I was so pleasantly surprised at how, not so much surprised because I knew that you know of them obviously uh, of Crocus you know the the you hear them on the Sirius XM you know maybe a little bit of classic VH1 classic when it was still on I don't even know if it still is but you I knew the band I knew their songs you know uh, the hits the releases that they had but man when I went back and listened to these some of these songs I'd never heard before it was like discovering a band for the first time and I was like oh my god. This is amazing, amazing stuff, and I just couldn't get enough of it. I right? Love it. I that love was it. same thing with me. I mean, I knew a lot of the hits, went back a little deeper, and mm-hmm. uh, totally love it. Did a lot of uh, my homework, um, saw uh, some minor documentaries on YouTube, but damn, it really got me good. I was mm-hmm. pumped, man. I mm-hmm. it just brought in all these '80s feel. As we go on and talk about each song, there's some song that just blew me away, and I yeah. was like, damn, this is how I feel. Let's um let's do some business right now. All right. Let's let you know where you can get a hold of us. Big Talk CG, excuse me, at Big Talk CG dot podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Big Talk CG at gmail.com at Big Talk CG on Twitter. We are on Facebook. Uh, Linktree link in our Instagram bio. You can go there and find everywhere you can download and listen to the podcast. We are everywhere. Even in your underwear. <laughs> That's why your long stick goes boom. That's right, it goes boom, <laughs> boom, baby. Um, let's um, let's talk about this band a little bit. Crocus from Switzerland. Um, they've been around for a while. Seventy uh, four. Yeah, was uh, uh when the they, start of it. Uh, seventy four, seventy five. Uh, Chris Von Rohr kind of uh started it with um uh. Who was the other guy? Uh, Fernando Von Arb, I believe. Um, they started this band. Um, let's talk about the name, though, first. The Crocus is a flower. Yeah. The way they spell they spelled the German way with a K. Um, so it's a little different. So it's just flowers that are all over um, uh, through Europe and stuff like that. So it's just a, what they named it. And they like because it has said R-O-K and us. So it's like rock us, like Crocus. Ah, so, all right. Loved it. Um they started out as a pro- progressive rock act primarily. They kind of, you know, early on, um, I know you did listen to some of the early stuff because I know how you do your homework. They were uh, progress. They were kind of really didn't end up sounding like what we're going to listen to today. They Correct. Were very I, light. They were very just like experimental. Uh, 70s light rock was my more uh, thought of that. Mm-hmm. Progressive mm-hmm. 70s light rock was their first album or two that they came out with. I think they had a singer in the beginning and then he just made the first album and then they had to get another singer for their second album mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that and so on. You know, so and on. I made a mistake. It was actually uh, 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 Tommy Kiefer was. Who yeah, okay. I was uh, uh, with Chris, started the uh, band. They recruited a couple guys um, and uh, they did obviously their first album, self-titled. Then they had their second one. Um, all to you. We're, and they are just going through lineup changes left and Correct. right. People leaving, people coming, people before an album comes out, people leave. Then we tour with this guy, and it's just all over the place. And I would love to tell everybody, everybody that got, came and left this band. But you know what? I think we're going to uh, 
uh, just kind of leave it at that. Um, so yeah, so then, uh, um, you know, uh, came out in uh, 78 with painkiller. Yes. Another brand new lineup, uh, where they, uh, recruited some, uh, three people from Montezuma a band from Montez called Montezuma, uh, Fernando Donar, uh, Jurg Nageli and Freddie Steady who plays drums. Great yeah. name. Uh, then in uh, after that album came out in the late seventies, the 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 story is that the band saw ACDC, and they're like, oh my god, dude, we we want to rock like this. This is the kind of rock we want to play. We want to get harder. We want to get more of edge. The singer decided, you know what? I don't. I I'm not a singer I, for this. Okay. We need to recruit someone new. So they kind of looked around. The first guy that they hired quit. After like a couple months, because he got a, a solo contract in France. Or oh something yeah, I heard like about that. that. Yes, um, and then uh, Mark Storacci is who they finally convinced, and uh, it was their musicianship that really was the, the really key. the key that brought him uh, to Crocus. Yeah, wasn't Mark part of a um, a band called T? Yes, T and Easy Money he started a band in London called Easy. Oh, Money. Easy Money. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so in '79, he joined the band. Then they recorded uh, and released uh, the first album with him in 1980, Metal Rendezvous, nice. which I did listen to. Greg is as well because you listen. We listened to you know the two albums we're gonna do, Headhunter and The Blitz, mm -hmm. but we had to go back a little bit and be like, oh man, some of the shit before that scene is killer <laughs> as well, dude. Um, great stuff on those albums. Go back and listen to it. Um, Heat Strokes. Uh, Backseat Rock and Roll, Bedside Radio, uh, Tokyo Nights, great songs. Yeah, definitely. Um, 1981 follow-up was Hardware. Um, I didn't think it was as good as Metal Rendezvous, but it was still solid. Yeah, still I, had, solid I thought album. it had a lot of energy in it, that mm -hmm. whole album and stuff like that. A uh, couple lineup changes. Uh, um, and, and really one of the biggest lineup changes here was Tommy Kiefer was forced to leave the band. He had a heroin addiction. Yes. Um, so he had to leave. He ended up... Uh, committing suicide when he was only 34 uh, in 86. Um, rest in peace. Uh, Manny Meyer joined the band, and then he soon left, and then Mark Kohler came in. Then they released One Vice at a Time, which the leadoff track was Long Stick Goes Boom, which we heard at the top of the show. And a release, I also believe, a single of American Woman by the yeah. Jesse. Hey, um, uh, just saying about Long Stick Goes Boom, that was the original album title. That is correct. Now... ACDC was releasing uh, For Those About to Rock, mm -hmm. and they had a canon, and then the company or management said, hey, maybe we shouldn't release uh, Long Stick Goes Boom as the title of the name of the album, so why don't we change the album a little bit? And that's when they came on uh, One Vice at a Time. That's right. Which I think was, it was similar because they're already compared to ACDC yeah. in that sound, so I'm kind of glad they did a little bit differently kind of stuff, and it kind of came through well. So uh, for changing the album... I mean, they still had a single. They still had the songs. They rocked it and stuff like that. So oh, yeah. Went on and, and and what you did say, and I said earlier, yeah, they have been compared to ACDC, but you're going to hear that's not... Yeah, they have some similarities. Mark's voice is similar to Bon Scott's, but they definitely have a lot of their own sound, and they're doing a lot of their own things. So I think that comparison is a little unfair because I think it kind of pigeonholed them and made everybody think that that's all they could do when they can do all these other amazing But even things. still today, there's a lot of bands out there that still are compared to ACDC. Yeah. I think when we were doing, uh, Chris, our um, 2011, there was a new band. Mm -hmm. and uh, 77, I believe. Correct. You put, you put that out, and I was kind of like, hey, this has an ACDC feel, so we're yeah. still comparing ACDC to music of t yeah. even of today, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Let's uh, so that brings us up to Headhunter. Yeah, which would have been the next album they released in 1983. You ready? I'm ready, ready, baby. Go, let's go, let's go, let's crank it. Get a little more volume here. Yeah. And this song, uh, Greg. First song I heard. I'd never heard this song before. <laughs> And uh, the first, I don't remember the first time I heard it, but uh, I remember hearing, listening to it on my headphones, and yeah. dude, the bass drum in this song is fucking killer, dude. Right? It, it, during the pre-chorus, during the beginning of the part of this song, it's just great, dude. I love it. Just what exactly you needed, man. Just oh, rock yeah. and roll, straightforward, you know, screaming loud, here we go. Mark's vocals are just totally, uh, totally killer, dude. 
And he, and when he sings, you can sound the, the passion in his voice to each and every one of these songs that just power, aggression, total rock and roll. Man. Oh, yeah. Dude. Totally good. And, and, and like I said on one of our recent posts on social media, if you love screeching vocals and searing guitar solos, this is the band for you. They have some of the best guitar solos I've heard that I'd never heard before, and I was like, oh, my God, dude. This shit is fucking so good. And and these are guitarists who are not guitar heroes. Correct. They just knew how to work well together. Yeah. yeah. Which would probably be some other title we need to come up with, like non-guitar heroes working together. Yeah. Anyways. Dynamic duos. I don't know. There you go. Um, Headhunter, the leadoff track. Uh, Chris Von Rohr, Fernando Von Rohr, Mark Storaccia, and Butch Stone were the writers on this song great i love it you know i see this song is like you know when you listen to the lyrics it's like him going like whoever is like um the, the top people trying to kind of run uh or have their way with with the general public kind of a thing like government or religion okay. i'm gonna go out and i gotta headhunt these guys we gotta get rid of them that's kind of what i take away from the song i'm a head wow that's good all to, right I'm going out to get them I love it, dude. Yeah. This is great stuff. I, I I think I more associate it with, like, Headhunter. Uh, uh, you know, it could be, like, hanging out with girls or doing stuff. Like, you just got to be the leader. You got to be wherever you're at. You got to knock the top person down, bring them down, and, you know, you step up on top and become the chief or, you know, something like that. Anyway, still good. Rock and roll, baby. Love it. Love it. Uh, you ready to go to the next song? You know what? Hell yeah, man. You bring me the next one. Let's man. go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Eat, eat the rich. This is killer. So, uh, just saying about that, about your topic of government and, and, you know, leaders and shit like that. This is Eat the Rich is kind of saying, hey, you know what? We, we may not be rich like you, but we're going to still... You know, go out there and fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like there's more of us than there is of you. Yes, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna eat the rich. We're gonna make you pay. We're gonna make you pay, baby. Yeah. Good stuff, dude. A nice little change in the vocal delivery right there. Nice. Then he comes and rips again, dude. Right. This stuff is just, it's just killer. So uh, uh, Chris Von Rohr, Fernando uh, Strachi and Stone all writing credits on this song as well. Um, I love it, dude. Yeah, they, they also had a video for this too. I don't know if you're for, familiar with that. You know, that, that was the one thing I didn't have a chance to do is to go back and watch all the music videos. Um, I didn't know they had a bunch. I knew they were a staple in early MTV. Um, you know, Screaming in the Night and stuff like that. Midnight Maniac. Yeah. Uh, great stuff. You know, they they did they had the live element, but they also had some out there stuff in their videos. So, hey, it was early 80s. Early right? Early mid-80s. That's yeah. what everybody was doing, dude. Barbarians and guitars, I guess. I don't know. There you go. Ready? Ready to go to uh, Screaming in the Night? Are you? Or or no? Yeah, no. I, I, hold on, I'm going to get one more scream. A little bit solo. Yeah, we got, we got to get a guitar solo in here. We're giving a little bit, everybody a little bit of time here. The drum, the, <laughs> the, 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 the bass, guitar. Most likely both guitar players. All right, here we go. That's what we were talking about, man. I mean, just great musicianship between these guys and just rocking and rolling, man. They're, they're it's like nobody's overplaying, but they're so, the, 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 especially the guitar players, they're just so good. You can tell they're not struggling. They're not overplaying, they're, but their abilities are so good that it's just like natural. Right? I love, it's, and it just sounds great. This is killer rock, man. 
All right, man. You, I'm ready now. Now we, now now we go now screaming. We go. Yeah. <laughs> screaming in the night. I would say probably their most well-known song. I would say, say that too, yeah. yeah. I would say yeah, yes. Screaming the Night is probably the most popular song that they have. Mm-hmm. That they have since 1983, just kind of every live show doing stuff like that. This is so good. It sets a good tone too. Mm-hmm. Where it kind of sounds like the wind in the background. Yeah, it gives me um, it gives me like a feeling of like nighttime or, yes. you're, or you're sleeping into a dream scape situation or something like that. And I like that. Uh, you know, a nighttime into a dreaming into a dream. 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 <laughs> the American dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now yeah. the slow build of the... This was also another one of those um, MTV videos that they mm-hmm. have... Um, kind of stuff craziness good times them being wild kind of like a Mel Gibson Road Warrior type of video something something like that this is good stuff and then we're, this is this is good stuff right here you know the first uh just saying the first three songs from this album, Headhunter, already just kicks your ass and yeah. like, it has a grab on you. Like, yeah. I'm I'm invested in the album right now. You know. So when I first, when we first started doing um, our research for this album, uh, the first, this was like the first song that I, so far on the album, of the first three songs that I knew. And then you come to realize... It's the only one on this album that I knew. So this was basically, obviously there's the instrumental White Din, but seven of the songs I never had really heard before. So it was like listening to a whole new album. I was like, oh my God, dude, what a treat for me. And I love it. That's one of the benefits of me being significantly younger than you, is that uh, (laughs) all this stuff that I missed out on or was too young for or... Or, or stuff, you know, you living down here in L.A. kind of got a little more access to, yeah. to some of this stuff. So it's great stay- for me. So I love this part. I love the part of our show. I love the part of what we do, how we discover new things for us that we love. That we get to share with everyone that's out there, and they get to love it with us. Well, it's, it's usually me bringing it to your attention. How about that? Sometimes the Crocus was on my list, though, of my... I got this list oh, was it? Yeah, I, got, I got this list of like a hundred bands that we need that to do. We need and to Crocus do. was on there, dude. All right. We got, we got, we got, we got a bunch of bands on there. So, so when you were a kid, all you're familiar is with this song. Is it? Yeah. And like you said, it was just because it was the most popular song. Yeah, it was, it was a, the kind single of. release. Yeah. Okay. So, so you didn't hear "Stayed Awake All Night," which is probably the next single that. Nope. Uh, or uh, "Eat the Rich." No. Okay. Sounds good. Man. I was probably listening to something Duran Duran and I don't know who else was out at that time. Madonna. Maybe something like that. Oh, Michael Jackson. And yeah, Shout <laughs> the Devil. <laughs> yeah, great song. Uh, uh, Chris Von Rohr, uh, Fernando, Mark Kohler, who uh, was in the band at this point. Um, Starachi and Stone all wrote. This is almost a seven-minute song, so I wish we could sit here and listen to this whole thing. But man, this is oh yeah, you can. This is great, dude. I mean, but you know, you know, we gotta go to the next one. Yeah, we got to go to the next one. So we're gonna go right now. You know some tidbits from this one. I know all the tidbits. Give it to me then. This is uh, track four, Ready to Burn. All right. And definitely give them a little bit of a different s- sound here. Um, I love it. Uh, right off the bat, I love this song. And of course, I'm listening to this at the gym in my car. So I'm at this point, I've not done any research. So I don't. Uh, I did not realize that in the, um, in the uh, chorus, Rob Halford is backing vocals on this right, song. Right, okay, and, yeah. And... You can't te- you can't tell that he's there until you know he's there, and once you know it, you can actually hear his voice, and then you're like, oh my god, that's Rob Halford, like singing in the background. You can hear his voice standing out above all others. It's great. I love it. Was it the um, producer or was it the engineer that helped on the Priest albums? Um, it was the uh, producer. Yeah, producer. So that's how he. 
um, uh, um, see, uh, Mark screaming. This is what caught me on this. Um, uh, it was uh, um, Tom Allen. Tom was the there producer. That was it. <laughs> Just to give you a quick rundown, he produced Judas Priest. Yes. From 79 to, let me look here, 88. Um, and then came back and did albums in 2009, 16, and 18. So he did, on our Judas Priest two-parter, Go back, you can hear all the albums basically that he produced. British Steel, Point of Vengeance, Screaming for Vengeance, Defense of the Face, and Turbo, <laughs> which we cover. Um, and man, this is this, this song rips, dude. It rips, This man. song rips. I love it. Listen, I, 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 I was listening uh, to the song, and I go, oh my god, dude. I got, when, when, when Mark is doing that yell right here. Yeah. I go, I go oh my god. That sounds like the Mexican El Grito. Oh, good. That's what I was thinking, too, man. I had man. to point that out to my wife. I go, listen to this song. Listen to this. And she's like, oh, this is like El Grito. And she goes, what? And I go, and she, of course, obviously, she is Mexican. Nothing can be as great as the El Grito. But she was like, yeah, it does. It sounds yeah, like. I, I think exactly like the, like what the, I thought, like too. The like this version. <laughs> it, I was like, well, it, man. It was That's killer. Great. It was great. Oh, good. I'm glad you read that because I was going to say that right now. I'm and there's a little bit of that on Headhunter, too. A little bit, a little bit of it. Okay. Not, not as as much on the song, but oh man, I love it. So that's why I think Mark's voice was just really killer on that. He can really hear those those screams and shit like that. Yeah, like you know said, I said, mean? they needed someone that could hit that third octave. They did it. I don't know music speak, but it basically means we need someone that's a really good singer. Yeah, that's who they got. Oh man, I love it, dude. This is great stuff. So I think I think this song is very ripping. And in that sense, they didn't was in a single, but it was very aggressive. Um, was it like a, a metal style with energy? Is what they were trying to pull out, and I think they achieved it. So that's why, like you know, I really thought that Headhunter was really a good point of, uh, of view. And like, man, it's really jip. All right, man, bring me to the next I, one because uh, I'm I, ready. I, it's I'm fired very, up now. It honestly is very Judas Priesty sounding. The chorus is yes, really Judas Priesty. Um, all right, let's go to the next song. Nightwolf. Track number five. The, like I said, this is still killer, too. This is. I mean, you got this, and this is like. It, it, it brings that element. Like you said, Night Hunter. Now you're looking of, a, you know, a wolf hunting, you know, in that sense of they kind of keep that realm. But yeah, I did like it. I do love it. I think it's a great, great, great song. And um, I th still think it's a staple in their um, arsenal today that they play live. They Wait till you come back to L.A. If they don't, they yeah. Will you guys come, Krogus, when you guys come to L.A., we will be there front row. Isn't the Second dude, row. They just rip into it, dude. Yeah, I know. Backstage. <laughs> yeah, that's killer, dude. It's... Yeah, it's... It's great. It's like it's all, it's almost like slowed down speed metal. It's not quite yeah. on that speed metal like like just going for it. It's just like down a little bit, dude. It's killer. They just show versatile, dude, with their yeah. But I like it. I said, it still has that metal style, which yeah. fucking really rocks. And you know, and when you listen to this, I'm not really hearing anything yet thus far that's make that has made me thought when I was listening to this ACDC. There is some stuff that makes oh, you go, oh, okay. oh, yeah, that sounds like ACDC. Especially his vocals. It sounds a lot like um, uh, Bon Scott. But so far, if you're picking this up, you're like, I'm not getting the ACDC vibe yet. But, you know, a lot of people thought they sounded No, like that, that's a good sense because you got that, you got that on Mendel Metal Rendezvous and also um, one, uh, one Vice at a Time. You could hear yeah. something... ACDC-ish Yes On that And this one You know Maybe like you said The uh, the producer said Alright I'm not gonna let you guys do This kind of things I want yeah. you guys to play this way Or, or the songs it, are different It's like. almost like they said Okay we're gonna pick a little bit Of this ACDC stuff We're gonna pick a little bit Of this Priest stuff Oh what do you producer You Okay you give us some of that Here's some Crocus stuff We're gonna put that in there Mix it up in a pot And out comes Headhunter And you're like This is fucking killer Yeah you Wow that's a good analogy Of that, that dude is, and this uh, song was written actually for an animated motion picture called Metal Hollywood. I've never seen it. <laughs> I'm going to have to. Now I'm going to have to find it, dude. It's probably on like um, Freebie or Tubi. <laughs> right? Something like that, dude. Oh, man. This is good stuff right here. And I, I, you know, 
even though kind of the side one is still front loaded with some really good songs, I really like side two a lot. I like Nightwolf, State of Wagon Night, Stand to Be. Oh, dude, I love all the songs on Dude, there's, not right. a, there's no weak track on here. I do not find a weak track on this whole album. I was, uh, when we get there, I was going to say uh, um, Russian Winter was not my favorite, but I still rocked. So if I would have said that one, but still, I mean, you got me. I'm I'm all amped up right now, man. You can bring me the next song, Chris. Woo! Isn't that? I know. Let me get some solos. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Greg and his air guitar solo. Let's kill the next song. Yeah. I first time I heard the song. I love the groove, dude. The groove on this song is so good. I didn't know it was a Bachman Turner Overdrive cover. It sounds so crocusy. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God, dude. I love the groove on this. They owned it. They made this song their own. Can I tell you, I didn't know this was a cover up until me doing the homework. I didn't either. I thought this was a crocus song. And I then thought this I, was crocus, baby. And then the, and then they go, this is a cover. And I go, what? And then I looked it up and go, fuck. All right, man. You got me. Yeah. So this could have gone on our, maybe we didn't know this is a yeah. cover song. Part two. Part two. We do an episode on cover songs we didn't know were cover songs when we first heard them. So this definitely would go on that list. Yeah. If we ever, if we ever do a part two, it, dude, it just sounds tailor-made for them. The groove, the opportunity for him to really showcase his vocals, the little guitar solos in here. There's a couple yeah. little ones in here. Oh, man, these guys are just And his vocals it, are really, Mark's vocals are killer, dude. Yeah. I mean, the good scream, it's a powerful scream. Listen to this. Oh, yeah, dude. the groove, man. I want to say I think the next album we'll hear like a lot of the guys do more background singing than this. So they do some on this, but I think they really oh, yeah. juice it up on the next and one. We know why. Oh yeah. <laughs> when you when you read who was out of hand in there, yeah, we know why. The the uh, it's the uh, usual suspects for that kind of stuff. Um, Bo Hill. Yeah. Um, I love this, you know, just a little breakdown. Right? And I, you know, they do this little drum. He did some screams on that, doesn't he? And uh, uh, guitar solo, dude. And just, man, it's great. It's good stuff. Some chimes. Yeah. I can always do some more chimes. <laughs> With more cowbell. That's what we want to hear. More cowbell. Yeah. Sometimes I lose track that we're doing a podcast and I just want to sit there and just listen to the song. Really? With these big mics and these yeah, I'm like, cameras and... I just stare into your yeah. eyes and... That's because it's dreamy. Because he's talking, yeah. Ooh, yeah, there's a bottle. Rambo, don't pick it up. He's off smelling somewhere. So I wonder if those bottles there was um, Bob Ketchum, who is credited with sound effects. So I wonder. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that was a nice little breakdown right there, dude. You know, play this live, get some crowd participation going. Right. A little bit of this, break into a guitar solo. Oh man, it's great. It's good stuff, dude. I, I just can't get enough of them. This is one. Of, this is actually one of my favorite songs on this album. When I listen to it, I go, oh man. I just, sometimes I'll have to go back and listen to it again. Right. It was just so so bitching. You know, I believe it's on my gym mix now. You know, I put all the great ones no. on my gym mix. What is your gym mix? The 800 songs? Yes, three. I had to get a new phone just for my gym mix, dude. <laughs> took, up all, took up all my gigabytes. Oh. I got no more GBs. No more GBs. All right, let's go to the next song. Yeah. Stand and be counted. This is a total arena rock song oh yeah right now we're getting audience participation yeah dude i i this is like i said the second side is so strong as well with as it is with the first side it's great dude great stand to be counted man be there dude don't just be a face in the crowd don't just 
lay in the shadows and, and watch time pass you by. Stand, be right? counted, make a difference, get out there, do great things for yourself and for others. Stand and be counted. That's just what I take away from the song. Yeah. I, I, I love it, dude. I want to say any tidbits that you want to give me for this album? Oh, do you mean factoids? Yeah, give me some factoids. I'll get some factoids for you. Let's see what I can find here. This album was released 1983. Let me get your exact date for you. How would that be? April 25th, 1983, recorded at PJ Studios, Orlando, Florida. Um, 37 minutes, 18 seconds long on Arista, produced by Tom Allen, which we already went over. Um, three singles from this album, uh, Screaming in the Night, Eat the Rich, and Stayed Awake All Night, which we just heard. Yeah. Um, Screaming in the Night only charted in the U.S. on the mainstream rock charts. It hit uh, number 21. That's not bad. Um, Eat the Rich hit 33. And stayed awake all night. Hit thirty-one. So all within top forty. Mainstream, yeah, mainstream. Yeah. Not the, not the, not the. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, they always worry about the first forty mm-hmm. kind of stuff like that. And it, it did gold, platinum, triple platinum, well, ten times platinum. Let me, let me go through some charting here for quick. Um, in eighty-three, it charted Australia uh, seventy-two, Canada thirty-one, New Zealand thirty-five, Sweden twenty-two, UK seventy-four, and US. Billboard 25. Nice. So good for them. Um, now here's here's where here's something weird. In Switzerland, it recharted in 2023. It hit number 44. So this year, get out of town. I'm not gonna get out of town, dude. And here's what's something weird. So it went gold in Canada, 50,000 copies. So I'm finding conflicting information. I found two different informations. I've, the information I have in front of my face right now says that it went. Uh, gold but I found two other sources that have told me that this album is platinum this album has gone platinum wow. headhunter I would love to get some confirmation from the band <laughs> <laughs> if they're listening to this um, that they got platinum on uh, headhunter wow I always thought it was they're, gold it said it's the where I read it was says it's their only platinum album it's the only one that went platinum and I think, you know, after that first wave, uh, people go, you know what? I really like they get the, like that's this is the album. This is the album. They're um, probably their most solid album, yeah. top to bottom. No filler, all killer. Just tremendous album. All right. You want to bring me the next song? And we can finish up? Yeah. Here we go. White Dan, it's a little... You know, instrumental, instrumental. kind of lead up to uh, Russian winter. Um, that's all, yeah, really all the factoids I have about this. Like we said, you know, the um, producer Tom Allen did all that priest stuff. So, um, also, here's another one tidbit for you. Another backing vocalist on this album was Jimmy Jameson. Jimmy Jameson. Do you know who Jimmy Jameson is? I'm going to tell you who Jimmy Jameson is. He was, at one point, the lead singer for Survivor. Oh. Post. 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 Uh, I, I the, the tiger. tiger. He didn't do that crap. <clears throat> he did the songs that we all know and love from Rocky IV and for some years after that. He left and rejoined, left and rejoined a couple times, but um, in the burning heart, that's him, dude. So okay. he, he did some background on a couple of their of Crocus albums, um, but yeah, great dude you know he's back there singing background sweet that was a good one chris yeah. i like that man and so let's go to the let's go over the rest of this and let's go russian winter maybe they could have gone in a different direction for for closing track i'm not i'm not sure um like you said it wasn't necessarily your favorite um, it's not my favorite either but it still rocks it's it's not a throwaway it's not filler it's it's a good song. Yeah, it and it does have that. Um, it almost chug, has, a, has like a chugging sound, maybe like the Maiden? the Trooper. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. But I wanted. To yeah, but I said it. you first. Yeah, I thanks, wanted, Chris. I wanted to lay. Apparently, um, people have been contacting me in the nation and saying I talk over you too much. And I said, sorry. I, I don't know, dude. I just get so excited. Yeah, I, so. Okay, thanks, Nation, for defending me. Yeah. 
Defenders of the faith. But um, thank you. And, Greg, and me and Chris are. I have no problem with. See, Chris it's 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 kind of funny like we're doing right now. See, it's funny because this is literally me and Greg having a conversation. We do the same shit. We've known each other for twenty years. <laughs> We're talking over each other constantly in a, just a face-to-face conversation with no lights, no cameras, <laughs> no microphones in front of our face, no crocus in our ears. I'm usually probably yeah talking over him most of the time, but that's just how our conversations are. I just get so excited. We usually have the same opinions, but when I get done blabbering, Greg will say, like, I don't agree with you. This is what I think. Yeah. He's very patient. I'm impatient. Uh, I got to get it out there because I'll forget because I'll forget, I'm so, so, so stu- 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 stupid. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll tell Chris, yeah, you're wrong. Here, this is the correct information. Exactly. That's that's the <laughs> other thing that he'll say. That's, that's funny, That's man. the same same thing. He'll say that, too. All right. All so, right. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no I was going to say, you know what? That's going to close out the headhunter from, what is it, 1983. That was killer. All right, man. So I am ready to bring on 1984's The Blades. Let's go. Give it to me. Yeah. This is how you start the album. This is, I like this, dude. I like the song. This is killer, man. This yeah, is, it is. It's, it's, now, there are some tidbits we're going to talk about later on, but this was a, to me, this was a great album. Um, I think I noticed Crocus. Check this out, Chris. Um, I know they played in Long Beach. And we always talk about here, um, the Long Beach Arena. It was Crocus. Wasp, and I want to think like another band. I want to say like Leather Wolf that was over here in in L.A. at that Long Beach Arena, like doing that. Kind of, and I remember being a kid and thinking I'm I'm 14, 13, 14 at this time, and like you know my parents aren't letting me go, but I was like, oh man, I wanted to go see the show. But I remember it was the 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 Blitz tour, that kind of stuff, and then the videos from MTV and shit like that. Hey, did you hear? I don't know if this is the national news. MTV is done. Paramount Network is is getting rid of MTV. Did you know this? I had no idea about that. Yeah, they said that MTV, the channel, and all their stuff that they do is done. They have nothing else to do. Now, they'll probably bring it back some, you know, they need to close one chapter and open a new one just with different things, you know, and stuff like that. Well, I mean, they... I don't even know if music videos is a huge medium anymore. They weren't even showing music videos anyway. Is VH1 around still, or I, I'm not sure. Just go to YouTube. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. That basically now when you release a video, you go straight to YouTube. Or wait, I got a great idea. Here, here's a here's a great idea. Great, go see the band live. Why don't you go see the artist live? Because there's more than bands out. Yes, go see the artist live. I agree. This song's killer. Let's yeah, talk about this. Let's get back to this, man. Goddamn Greg on a soapbox, guys. Next, you, next time you're going to want me to interrupt him. Next time <laughs> you're going to want me to stop that shit, cut it off. That's a great little tidbit of news. I bet a lot of our uh, listeners didn't know that. Maniac. So that's great. Yeah, dude. This is killer, man. This is I, good I, stuff. I, I love it. This is a great song. Um, love it. Rockin'. Uh, great song. This was their... Uh, uh, I believe uh, actually it wasn't their opening single. It was their second single from this album, and they were and it hit the Billboard Hot 100. All right, um, let me see right here. Let me get the number. It hit number 71. They were the first band from Switzerland. Oh, okay, to yeah. Place inside the Billboard Hot 100. So congratulations to these guys. That is great. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I have that on my tidbit too. Uh, yeah, that, my my fact. Killer. This is good stuff, dude. Great, great guitar and, solo. And we have to say, this is the eighth album from Crocus right now. Yeah, really yeah. yeah. I think they have 15 or 16, 15 so, uh, studio albums. Let's, 15 say, or, let's say 16. Yeah. This is great. Dude, look at that, dude. We talked our way all the way to the guitar solo. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next song. Energetic, getting me yeah. ready, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, the name of the song is Out of Control, but damn, I'm already getting out of control, mm-hmm. buddy. 
And you know, I just wanted to, because oh, I'm about to mention it about the album we're listening to. Going back to Hunter, uh, Mark Storacci on lead vocals, Fernando uh, Von Arb on uh, lead and rhythm guitars, Mark Kohler rhythm and lead guitars, Chris Van Roar bass, piano, drums, percussion, uh, Steve Pace on drums and percussion as well. Because, like we had said earlier, a lot of people coming and going in this band that actually they were at a point at this band where it was, they were just a four piece he didn't have five yes. members of the band yes um, and so then I then I think the, the the guy that played bass in the videos and live kind of came in and they kind of just brought him in but during the album itself making it it was only a four piece yeah yeah I believe that there is a point where that happened I'm, I think you're right that it was after this album um, but man Mark Storacci vocals Fernando Von Arb lead guitar rhythm guitar uh, Mark Kohler bass Jeff Clavin on drums and percussion and then uh, additional uh, musicians Doug Johnson on keyboards and then good old Jimmy Jameson from Survivor doing some backing vocals in on the song Our Love you know the uh the background on this, this is how I was singing out of control. You can definitely tell it's a big chorus or sing along with it. Yeah. It, it sounds great, man. So, yeah. um, Lots, it, slicker. Yeah, slicker. Um, you know how they kind of got that, right? Come on, bro. No, I was going to say, um, when the Crocus was doing the Headhunter tour, mm-hmm. they were on tour with Def Leppard. And they were, yep. you know, of course, Def Leppard was doing Pyromania at the time. So, the, the management said hey what if we the next batch of songs what if we kind of make him a little slicker a little poppier a little you know able to get the masses because Def Leppard was doing it why can't we do it too Mark has a great voice he can sing and we can play oh yeah and and what what was the name of the producer for this uh, Chris oh god let's see who was it uh Bruce Fairbanks. Never heard that name before. What did he do? Um, well, not only was Bruce Fairbanks the producer on this album, do you want to know who the engineer was? Yes. Bob Rock. Oh, wow. No way. So you're getting a double dose of slickability. Um, I mean, come on. I mean, Bruce Fairbanks has uh, produced some of the great Slippery When Wet. Listen uh, to this solo, baby. Yeah. Uh Aerosmith Permanent Vacation, some uh, David Lee Roth, New Jersey Pump, uh, Razor's Edge, Poison's Flesh and Blood, so on and so on and so forth. Then you got Bob Rock, who, I mean, come on, uh, basically the fifth member of Metallica since the Black Album. And, yeah. and, you know, lots of other stuff, Kingdom Come, Motley Crue, Blue Murder, uh, lots of stuff like that. I think that I think he actually, no, he did David Lee Roth, uh, Bruce Fairbairn was not. Man, this is killer. I talked over that whole solo. Sorry, guys. It's all right. Bring me the next song, man. That was fucking bitching. Boys Night Out. Rocket. This is what I'm going to bring to Chris. Next time we get in the car, I'm going to put this first song on. This will play this when we go to lunch right now. (laughs) We're going to go to lunch. Wait a minute. Where's my intern? She should be bringing me lunch. Yeah. She's uh, uh, under the weather today. She's... Forget on medication. I, great song, right up Crocus's alley. Um, Boys' night out, let's yeah. go party. Fits in right in 1984 with the, with heavy metal, glam metal music. Um, God, dude, his voice is just so good. I love this man. Yeah, dude, these guys are so. Good. Uh, yeah, these guys are definitely entering my mix, dude. My gym mix, my cruising mix. Whoa! I, I, I just right now can't get enough of these guys. I, I just cannot get enough. Nice crocus, right? Chris, are you focusing on the crocus? I'm always focused on the crocus. <laughs> um, all right, uh, love this song. Um, actually, it was written by Brian Adams. Uh, oh no way! Yeah, Brian Adams wrote this song uh, with a couple other guys. You know. Um, and also, uh, Storacci and Von Arb actually get writing credit, so maybe they ch- tweak some things, yeah. change some things. I mean, it was supposed to go on Brian Adams' Reckless album, um, which is a, a great album, dude. A, a, right? A great album. Um, but it didn't go on the original version. He released it as, like, bonus material when he re- you know, they remastered, you know, and all that shit got released. But yeah, dude. It's 
It's not. It's, I didn't know he wrote it, but it's one of those things where you listen to it and you go, "That could be a Brian Adams song." These guys just, like I said, they crocusified it, dude, and made it their own. Oh, crocusified. I think my favorite is like when he sings "Never Surrender." It's just like the boys' night out. We're never gonna right surrender here. to, you know, stopping or yeah. giving up or oh, doing it. Yeah, right? exactly, dude. We're gonna be out all night partying. We're never gonna surrender. Yeah. Great sing-along chorus. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next song. Ooh, ooh. All right, let me let me you talk right? about it. Are you okay? Dude? No, no, I'm not. Do you need to change? Your pants? <laughs> Hold on. After the after the episode, I'll change oh, my pants. Oh, oh, uh, this is my favorite Crocus song of yeah, all a, time. This is a great one. Oh, this is on my some. It's on my. It, I can't explain it. This is my favorite song. I think the video did it for me. The uh, sound of the song. The uh, uh, anyways. Hold on. This is a song called Our Love, but it really is fun. Like you said, the bass drum guitars i just love the sound of it i love the whole story of when we're together we're in love he says but you know they'll go on i have somebody you have someone we'd like to fool around so don't ask questions when i'm out of town but when i'm in town i'm all yours and i'll do the same thing to you that type of stuff so our love together is unquestionably good this is when we leave each other eh, i mean that'd be so good but it's questionable yeah questionable we're together we're great just solid I do not subscribe to that kind of lifestyle. I didn't ask you. I'm not saying we do it. I'm just talking about the song, this three-minute, four-minute time oh, period yeah, of time. Dude. Absolutely, dude. And then I love the keyboard, too. So you can, the, the sound effects on the keyboard. Beep, beep. Yeah, the keyboards start getting introduced into the sound a little and bit I, more. I yeah. love the buildup of the song. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and it comes into the groove now. We'll never die. And the more Don't definitely... Die. Um, you can hear the the, the, the Def Leppard influence on this chorus. Yes. Too, for sure. This is definitely got some Def Leppard influence. Not a bad thing. It sounds great, dude. It's like they, like I said, they're taking little, they're making their crocus stew, dude. And they're taking all these pieces. A little bit of this, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Sprinkle some Big Talk <laughs> podcast on top and you get this. <laughs> yes. Sprinkle some Big Talk. Like extra flavor. I like it. Yeah, this one's this is one of my favorites too. Love it. Little mid-tempo ballad. We love our yeah. mid-tempo ballads, dude. With the screaming, you know. And then there you hear the keyboards in the back, yeah. right here. Yeah, of course it's you are always needed. Remember that. Let's go to the next one. No, I'm not ready. Let's go to the next one. No. Oh, wait a minute. No. Okay. You let me know when you're ready. This is Greg's favorite song. We'll let it play. Go for it. Everybody groove. See, you can just hear the sound of the guitar. Let me hear a little bit of the solo, then we'll move on. Here we go. <laughs> Greg's guitar solo faces are just as good <laughs> as any like gu guitarist guitar solo face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, you can bring me to the next right. song. I love it. It's my favorite. You know, the the name the name of this song is called "Out to Lunch," mm. and it's kind of funny, but it's it works. Yeah, it totally works. Hey, what are you doing? I'm out to lunch. Yeah, I like this one, dude. This song's kit. Uh, I I like all all the songs we're talking about today. They're all at worst really really good. <laughs> at worst, all of them. So, yeah. hey, give me a break. This may have been their um, most polished album, um, but I thought it, I thought it worked well for the time frame, and it, it it brought them a little more. 
I mean, I think at the the time when they were doing this, if you look on the videos in '83, from from Long Stick Goes Boom to uh, the Headhunter, they're kind of like black leather or jeans or something. Now this is a little more colorful, you know, colored leather type of stuff. Yeah, I, know, I, I they, think they went right. with the polished thing. And then look at this on the keyboards, like of this. You know, you can really hear. A lot of keyboards on it, which is fine because we know Bruce likes that kind of stuff. Um, however, they did it, man, in Bob Rock. So, it, to me, I like it. It doesn't do. Yeah, it, this is um, when this song, when this album came out, it was a commercial success. It did well, um, but critics were kind of like, you know, critics are they? They criticize. Um, this is one of those albums, and Headhunter as well. But Headhunter was received critically uh, better. Um, this is like a high inside album. You go back in hindsight and then you realize how great it was. You go back to Headhunter, you realize how great it was. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, a lot of people may not have liked some of the albums and some of the stuff that were coming out during this time in general, this rock, this metal. But man, when you go back and listen to it, you're like, dude, this is some killer shit. And this album falls right into that, you know, going back in hindsight, going, wow, this was great. Headhunter's great. This album's great. These are two great albums, dude. I can't get enough of either of them. I'm ready for the next song. Pinch me. Am I dreaming? Yes. This uh, is a cover song, which we all know. Um, Ballroom Blitz. Sweet. Yeah. Um, This was this was the first single, right? Yes. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it when it came out because it was just, I knew the song, uh, it's still ripping, and like he says, they uh, crocified it, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. in a sense, and kind of made it theirs, and you know, same thing. There's a video for it. It's they actually crocified it. Damn it, Cro- crocified. I right. want to make, make words as complicated for you to pr- pronounce so you just can't do it. Yeah, that can make a mind. Yeah, it's fine. That could be your stuff, Chris. But I like it. I think it rocks. Um, like I said, there's a video for it, too. These guys just go out and have some fun. They're out having a good time, rock and roll. Uh, good cover. I don't hate it, so it's cool. Yeah, I don't mind it either. I mean, when it when I first heard the song for the first time, I didn't know it was a cover, but this is back when I'm a kid and I heard it, right? I, I didn't know Sweet. I never even heard of Sweet. I didn't even know who they were. But yeah, this is a good. This is a really good cover version of Ballroom Blitz. Really good. Yeah. Um, what I also wanted to say about Crocus was these guys in the 80s, they cranked albums out. They did release an album in 82, released an album in 83, and now this one in 84. I mean, they must have had an arsenal of, of oh, songs to, dude, to ready to go, man. They went 80. Here we go. Here we go. Metal Rendezvous 80, Hardware 81, One Vice yeah. at a Time 82, Headhunter 83, The Blitz 84, Change of Address 86, um, and then 88. Still, I mean, that's uh, cranking four yeah. albums in, in four years. So they go, they do a tour, and then, hey, we're, we're ready to roll. We're yeah. back in the studio. We're not giving ourselves time off or anything like that. Uh, and then they must have had shit ready to go and cranked and ready to, you know, I got songs written. Hey, not crazy they do covers. Big deal. Who does it? So I learned the song. Croc- Rock and roll, and, baby. And crocusify it. <laughs> crocusify it. All right, give me the next one. Yeah, let's go to the next. I love this Rock song. the Nation. I love this song. Yeah, dude, this is a great one. This was one of those deep cuts that blew me away of how much it it meant. Um, it touched me in a way of like, it made me feel the lyrics. I could see the lyrics when they when I, they were singing it and stuff like that. It just made me, it was just bitching. I don't know how to explain it, man, other than, you know, it brought me back to being 13, 14-year-old Greg in my room with my uh, uh, tennis racket trying to rock and roll to it, you know? You were air guitaring with a tennis You had a tennis racket? I had a tennis racket. You had a tennis racket? I had a tennis racket. And that was my guitar, dude. I was all... Yeah, this this song is just like you know, rock the nation. It's, it's you know when you read the lyrics, it's, it's about um, immersing yourself in that rock and roll world. 
through magazines and the live shows and the lights and the crowd and the music and the stage and the band's energy and just you the dream. band rocking the nation and you wanting to be rocked. You've got posters. Oh, yeah, posters, dude. Posters. Uh, look at this. Magazines. Greg is a better singer than I am. For sure, I let you sing. All you turn the sing. pages. All you want to sing. Um, I'll let you sing. Yeah, but I mean, just saying that. See, dream about the show. Yeah. Rock. Rock. This, I mean, just as a kid, that I remember doing that kind of stuff to, to whatever, from Van Halen to Led Zeppelin to you know Black Sabbath and Motley Crue and. Riot, all those bands looking in the mirror, right? Looking Doing in it. Make the sure, mirror. make sure your moves were were, were good just like the band, the stage, right? right? Yeah, yeah. You to practice your moves. Get you MTV right above the mirror. No, right? Yeah, your MTV right above the mirror, and then you had no. no. You could rock a magazine. But when they said the pages of a magazine is like, so today kids don't know what pages of a magazine would have been. You know, like, oh, what are you doing? I'm flipping on my phone. Yep. You know, I'm smashing the button. Circus, Hit Parader. Yeah. Later on, Revolver, Cream. Yeah, all those. uh, Even Rolling Stone. All those magazines were just fucking killer. Yeah. And being a kid and buying them. Like you said, sometimes your mom would take you to the market, and then you'd be like, hey, I'm over here at the uh, magazine stand. That's all I did. Come get me when you're done, when, Mom. When we would go to the grocery store, me, my brother, and I would go just sit in front of the magazines and just read through them all. Yeah. All the metal magazines, dude. That's just... So that's what this this song made me feel, that being that kid again in my bedroom, dreaming about going to rock shows. And at the time, I don't think I... Yeah, I probably went to uh, a one or two shows, but that feeling, that energy, what I wanted and I craved... You know, wanting to learn how to play guitar, wanting to learn how to sing. And it just made me feel this way. And that's why I loved this song. I was like, oh, this is just the best. And I hope Chris feels that way, too. You know, I know you did. I know you had posters on your wall. I know you had the magazines. And, you know, however you were as a kid, just kind of jam into it or some of that, man. But this is just me. This definitely was me. Love it. So any of our fans out there that do... Have those same feelings, please. Let us know, man. Give us an email. Yeah. Let us know about it. At BigTalkCG.podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Big Talk. We love you. CG. We love you. Let us know. Let us know. Bring me the next one, Chris. I love this. Woo! Rock the Nation! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is this is a fun song too, man. Hot stuff. Just kind of Talking about chicks and you're hot, I'm hot. Let's be hot stuff together. Yeah. It's kind of a little sexy groove. Yeah. It's probably a Bob Rock influence. I see a. I don't know. They, they probably didn't make music, but I see. I see Mark Storacci walking the street at night. It's foggy. <laughs> There's a street lamp on. He's like looking back and forth, you know. Then he sees this like lady come out. She's dressed classy. She's not a hooker. She's dressed classy. <laughs> All white, lace, leather skirt, poofy hair. They look at each other, and she kind of like turns and goes the other way, and it's him pursuing her, pursuing their hot stuff together, her hot stuff with yeah. his hot stuff. Yeah. That's the, that's the video right that's there, That's the video, man. They probably did, too. There's got to be a video out there like that. You think so? Mm-hmm. Ooh, there you go. See, I like I like how um, you know a lot of people um, you know don't like the the, the, the Mark Storacci uh, style of vocals. You know, it's a little screechy, a little gravelly, a little bit. I love it. This, oh. I love this kind of vocals, dude. And I also love how he can bring it down a little bit and just kind of still have just a touch. 
but then he can just bring it all the way up and just be like, this is full on. And I think his vocal range was super killer for this kind of stuff. Oh yeah. That, that worked very, very well. That you know, he can hear the high notes, he can go a little bit lower, he can go a little bit deeper, but uh, he can definitely do that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, dude, he's got um, great vocal range, a great vocal sound, very versatile. I love it, dude. I can't, I don't, I've never heard him sing a bad song. Some keyboards on here. Yeah, same thing. This is a great song. Sexy, if you want to say it. Um, That's a sexy yeah. song. I, I, you know what, Chris? I was going to say, maybe a lot of people didn't fall for Crocus because, you know, Mark isn't really the lead singer that's super sexy in that in that way where he was just the main star. Uh, in that sense of, you know, oh, I love, uh, he's the, no David Lee Roth, he's no Joe Elliott, and everybody was like, the lead singer, you know, Vince Neil. Mm -hmm. But his vocals and the band themselves were killer. I mean, his, I mean, let's get, yeah, maybe David Lee Roth had a better stage presence than him, but there is no way you can compare David Lee Roth's vocals to this guy. It's not even close. I was saying more of like, no, I know, know what you're saying, you know, sexy is, guy. Uh, David Lee Roth, how he is on stage, and yeah. all that. But vocally, if you go based on just talent, oh, Mark Starachi's got talent. him. Mark Starachi's got him in Exa every way possible. Exactly, man. I like that, man. Why don't you bring me to the last song all of right. this album? Because you know, Chris, I'm ready to rock. I'm always ready to rock. I'm ready to rock. Yeah. Live sound effects. Just yeah. And I thought this was a good song to end the album with. I thought this was killer. I was like, man, this is really killer. Let me up. Let's, uh, let's factoid it. All right. All right. August 22nd, 1984. This was recorded at Little Mountain uh, Sound Studios in Vancouver, British Columbia. Not surprised. 38 minutes, 24 seconds. Arista. Bruce Fairbain, like we said before, was the producer. Two releases on this. Ballroom Blitz in August of 84 and then Midnight Maniac on the 15th of September, 1984. Charts. Let's look at the charts here, dude. Like I said, Midnight Maniac was the only one of the two singles that charted on the Billboard. Hot 100 at 71. Let me go over here and see. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, Our Love uh, hit number 22. Um, I don't think it, was, it wasn't released as a single. It was just like no, from being on there with number 22. Uh, wasn't ever released and, and I'm surprised Because there was a video to it Usually yeah. video means single Alright Guess not um, Canada 83 Germany 55 Sweden 27 Switzerland number 6 uh, And the Billboard Top 200 It hit number 36 Dude That's That's qual that's good stuff right there For For, for Krogus For a band that Kind of came out of this era As one of the Bands that kind of got forgotten, unfortunately. Right? Uh, they did. They did very well. Uh, Canada gold at fifty thousand, and U.S. It, this one hit gold. I don't think this one's hit platinum yet. This album, but man, it, it could really. It, it could slowly creep up it, on that. It didn't. It did do platinum. Mm -hmm. it did not. Wow. But it did gold. It did gold. Certified gold. Certified gold. They just got awarded. I, I was reading an article about these guys. They just got awarded. Um, an award by, I believe, Sony is now their label or a subsidiary of Sony. They just got awarded for selling 15 million albums total worldwide. So they have done very well, dude. 15 million albums for a career is nothing to shake a long stick at, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, so they did get that award. And that was, I think that was the same article that I read. They um, uh, got the platinum albums. One thing I do want to kind of talk about quick before we kind of tie the show up is they have actually done very well recently um, especially in their home country of Switzerland I got a, yeah I got a minute here I can two minutes I can talk about this um, in 2003 rock the block hit number one in Switzerland Num in uh, 2006 Hellraiser album hit number two in um, uh, Switzerland it hit number 200 in the US in 2010 Hoodoo hit number one in Switzerland. In 2013, Dirty Dynamite hit number one in Switzerland. And in 2017, Big Rocks, which is an album of covers, hit number one in Switzerland. Wow. So at least in their home country of Switzerland, they are still maybe, if not the top band still today. Right. And they're still out there doing their crocus thing. And man, they're, they're great. 
Um, they have a live album that came out, which I believe was in 2021. It sounds great. Live at Bakken, I believe it's called. So that is great. Um, I just want to say, man, they're still doing their thing. And still putting out new material, not just touring on the old shit. Yeah, they're yeah. putting out new material, which you got to respect the hell out of, uh, even if they're not selling as many albums as they used to, which they're probably not. Um, they're still out there doing it and putting their creative music out there. And I love it, man. I Sounds good, out. man. Yeah. And I've listened to some of their new stuff, dude. It's really good. Really, really good. Hellraiser, part of all, all those newer albums, the one I like the best. Great stuff. Didn't you say it sounds like ACDC? I did not. Oh, okay. ACDC man. sounds like Crocus. Oh. oh. Wow. Oh. Um, all right, dude. That's really uh, all I got to say. Hey, I got, I got some tidbits from uh, our buddy Eric Perkins. Oh. So, if you didn't know, Mark was trying to be recruited by ACDC to um, replace... Uh, bon Scott oh, yeah. after he passed away and he was one of those guys that they kind of approached poached mm-hmm. and next thing you know and he, he turned it down but maybe you know that's why that sound from the first two albums is ACDC but yeah. they did they did take it they did um, chit chat with him and you know try to recruit him he has definitely, definitely has that sound um, this is a uh, a uh, uh, Quinn the Eskimo, it's off their Big Rocks album. It's all covers. I thought this was a great one. It really showcases the band and uh, Mark's vocals. It sounds great. Um, we're going to go ahead and leave you with this track. Remember, guys, you get a hold of us at Big Talk CG. Dot podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Comment, like, repost. Get the podcast out there. Uh, email us at BigTalkCG at gmail.com. Excuse me, Big Talk. CG at gmail.com uh, Big Talk CG on Twitter we're on Facebook you know we love all the social media we love hearing back from you guys we love that interaction but we would really love for all you guys to go check out the podcast on Instagram hit our link our link tree link is in the bio yeah. you can see everywhere Spotify Apple um, Google Samsung everywhere you guys can listen to us that's all I got to say. All right. All right, guys. This is Greg from the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. See ya.